Well, these 40 days that we are embarking on tonight is all about surrendering. And that's what tonight's service is about. If you have your Bibles, and I think it might even be on the screen, uh, but if not, if you have your Bibles, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 is what we will have. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And this is Paul writing, and it really does give us this idea that it's all about surrendering all. When you look at the injustice of the world, and we see this right now in the Ukraine, and we see how evil seems to triumph, we know that God is still working in the lives of his people. And what we need to do is surrender to him, to be that living sacrifice that Paul tells us about, to be crucified with Christ and make sure that he lives through us. So let's, let me read these verses to, this verse to you tonight. It's Galatians chapter two, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Help us as we begin these 40 days, this journey from Ash Wednesday to the cross, to the celebration of Easter. Help us to embody the scripture, to become that who is crucified with Christ, and we no longer live. In your name I pray, amen. Well, Lent is a season of 40 days, not counting Sundays, that traditionally begins right here tonight on Ash Wednesday and ends on the Saturday before Easter. Lent is a season of preparation for the celebration of Easter. It's a time to focus on the hope of Jesus Christ through his death on the cross and his resurrection. While it has not been as prominent of a feature in evangelicalism in generations past, the season of Lent has begun being celebrated more frequently in Protestant churches and truly bears the emphasis that is so much a part and the heart of the evangelical faith. It reminds us of an awareness for a need for grace. We all need that. It reminds us of a deep conviction of sin. It also gives us a profound appreciation for the suffering of Christ on our behalf. And it gives us this hunger to be shaped and formed in the greater likeness to Jesus. What it really means in a nutshell is being crucified with Christ and us no longer living, but Christ living in us. Growing up as a Nazarene, we really didn't celebrate Lent. Looking back, I believe it was a missed opportunity. And some of the reasons why include some of the following things. Number one, Lent disrupts my routine. Sadly, I'm a creature of routine. Same activity, day after day, week after week, month after month. Ask Sherry, ask Evan, they will tell you I'm a very routine individual. Now don't get me wrong, routine is good. It's really necessary in life, but I often find that the more routine my life becomes as a whole, the less I'm challenged to grow in my personal and especially in my spiritual life. 
Growing up in the Nazarene church, I always had those moments and seasons of introspection and examination that took me deeper. Youth camps, winter retreats, camp meeting, revival services. As I started observing Lent in my adult life, I find myself having those same seasons of spiritual growth through the season of Lent. I did those other activities by focusing on my inner life and what God was calling me to do, and that's exactly what I do during Lent. Lent is a time to break our routine and let God shape and form us. Number two, Lent helps me obey Jesus' teaching on fasting. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 17, which is directly after the Lord's Prayer, which I think is significant, Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber. Notice that he doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. In fact, he says it twice in those two verses. The the implication is clear. Jesus wants his disciples, his followers, you and I, to fast. During past Lenten seasons, I've given up meals, sweets, Facebook, red meat, television, even coffee. Coffee's a tough one for me. I need it every morning I wake up. But for me, even the smallest sacrifice is difficult. But each surrender reinforces my dependence on God. Remember when you fast, if you choose to do that these 40 days, You give up something, but you should replace that sacrifice with something better, like prayer, like scripture reading. The way each time you get, so that way, each time you get that craving to indulge in a sweet treat or a Facebook post, you replace that craving to draw closer to God. That is what produces lasting spiritual change during these 40 days. Third and final thing, Lent prepares us for Easter. Easter is the highlight of the spiritual calendar, the Christian spiritual calendar, and Lent prepares us for that very special day. We prepare for the birth of Christ during Advent with the anticipation of Christmas. Just as we prepare for Christmas with Advent, Lent is a time of the year where we can prepare for the agony of the cross on Good Friday, but the celebration of Christ's resurrection on Easter Sunday. During Lent, I'm reminded with each passing day of the hope that Easter is drawing near. Likewise, in life, I'm reminded with each passing day, no matter how long and arduous the struggle, I have a living hope in my resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. I know there are many of us that are struggling tonight. Lent reminds us that there is coming a day where victory will be ours and that there will be that hope that we have. And our hope is in no one other than Jesus Christ. He is our hope in this world. As you begin this Lenten journey, do an honest inventory of your life. In what ways might you be preoccupied with your own agenda and routine? Are you missing out on what God wants to do in and through you? Lent is a season where we set aside those good things to make space for better things. Do you find yourself turning to specific habits for comfort or affirmation? I know I do. What might it look like if you set aside those habits 
and allow yourself to feel your need for Christ. That is something that we can do together as a congregation. In addition to setting aside certain habits, we are encouraged to take up new habits that draw our attention off of ourselves and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. During these next 40 days, how might you intentionally draw close to Christ and embody his love and compassion to those around us? Tonight, our 40-day journey to the cross begins. 40 is an important biblical number. It's usually viewed as a time of testing. You'll remember that Israel wandered the wilderness for 40 years, and they were, unfortunately, they missed out on what that one generation missed out on the promised land because they failed that testing in the wilderness. Also remember that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days to test if Satan could put a better offer on the table. But unlike Israel, Jesus triumphantly emerged victorious over the enemy. 40 days is how long Lent is, and 40 days is about how long it takes for us to realize that we are a mess and that we can't get out by using our own strength and abilities. We need God. 40 days to the cross from tonight, 40 days till Easter. Ash Wednesday is a significant way to begin the season of Lent, since it links us back to where this story is headed. The triumphal entry of Jesus, you remember the palm branches, the Hosanna, it, it links us back to that very event. Traditionally, the ashes that are used on Ash Wednesday are obtained by burning the dried palms that were used in the celebration of Palm Sunday from the previous year. Typically, the services of Ash Wednesday mark the beginning of the season of Lent through exactly what we did tonight, scripture reading, songs of the season, and most of all, a prayer. As I already stated, many Christians begin this time of fasting that lasts through, throughout the Lent season, except for Sundays, because Sundays commemorate the Lord's Day when Christ was resurrected. The Sundays during Lent are the prelude to the celebration of Easter. The fasting can take different forms, from giving up something like a food or a habit to take on a new spiritual discipline. Either way, the purpose is to move us deeper into the life of Christ. In addition to prayer, songs, and scripture, Ash Wednesday services include the opportunity to receive ashes, either on the forehead or on the, um, or on the, um, on the hand. And that is a, something that is very significant because um, what that means is um, that, that we are identifying with Christ. The ashes remind us the truth that life is short and we utterly depend on God. The words spoken, if you do decide to receive the ashes, are for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This comes from Genesis 3.19, when God spoke the consequences of sin over Adam and Eve. The ashes, to me, most importantly, serve as a sign to the world that we are among those who identify with Jesus. In this way, we bear witness that we are crucified with Christ, it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. 
Tonight, we are reminded that we are formed from dust and to dust we will return. We are completely dependent on God. I am thankful we serve a God who breathes life into dust, who creates beauty out of ashes, who provides forgiveness to the sinful, who makes whole the broken, who fills the empty. We serve a God who provides freedom to those who are in the bondage of sin. We serve a God who redeems the irredeemable. We serve a God who seeks and finds those who are lost, who welcomes home the wayward prodigal, who reconciles the irreconcilable, who gives rest to all those who are weary, who is living water to those who are thirsty, who is the bread of life to those who are hungry. We serve a God who provides eternal life to those condemned to eternal death. A God who gave his life on the cross to save you and me. That's the God that we serve tonight. And that's the God we remember on this Ash Wednesday. We're gonna conclude this service by worshiping and identifying with Christ and remembering his sacrifice that brought us salvation. You'll notice tonight there are two stations. One you're very familiar with, the station of communion. One that might be a little new to you. The first station is where I will be standing, serving and imposing ashes for Ash Wednesday. Let me be clear, you don't have to receive the ashes if you don't want to. I know this might be new and you might not feel comfortable doing that, and I completely understand. However, if you would like to receive them and to remind you and others that see you that you are completely dependent on God, that you identify as being one with Christ, I will be here to impose ashes either on your hand or forehead. If you choose to do that, just let me know as you come up and I'll make sure I put those ashes where you would like. And I will read, for you are dust and dust you will return. The second station, I encourage all believers to participate in. That's the station Pastor Jeremy will be at and he will be serving communion. When you take the communion elements, take the bread and the cup back to your seat, and we will take communion together as a family of God to celebrate these 40 days, this journey from Ash Wednesday to the cross, to the empty tomb that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you would like to participate in these, feel free to come forward. Like I said, Pastor Jeremy will be working the communion station. I'll be here at the ash station. If you're not comfortable with the ashes, you don't have to do it. But if you would like that, I would be able to impose that on you. Be mindful of the spirit tonight. Thank him for what he's done for you. And just let him know that you love him and you're surrendered to him and you're willing to do whatever he calls you to do because Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe. Come forward.